0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com We're going to talk about Shol HaMelech We're going to talk about Shmuel Navi. But before I start You know, I always tell you that something that goes on the day of or the day before my shir I take as a message to um, that there must be a reason that it happened and I should talk about it So there's a young girl who's struggling very much in her amuna, um because a person that was very, very close to her very young woman who had, has nine children passed away from colon cancer um, and she's having a very hard time dealing with Tzadik Varauloy, big Tzadik instead of this girl with a big Tzadik she had it for three years this woman and um, you know when you're very young it's very hard to accept that good people suffer and bad people don't so this person who suffered was a big had a sitter that she cried a lot and davened a lot you know when she was sick or even before she was sick and they showed this young girl um, her friend sitter I want to read you what the inside flap of her friend sitter her friend's sitter, the one that passed away, um, was in pieces. Like, you know, like the pages were all bent and loose and it was a mess. So this is the insight of this woman's sitter. And it says the following. A sitter that is falling apart belongs to someone who isn't. Wow. Huge. Again, a sitter that is falling apart belongs to someone who isn't. What does that mean? No, sorry. That means that if your sitter is falling apart, it means you're davening, and if you're davening, you're not falling apart. You've got it together. So a sitter that's falling apart belongs to a person who's not falling apart. That's what you wrote. Well, and, and what this wrote, girl wrote to me is this is where I want to be. I want to believe like she did that I am not falling apart. So that's a pretty deep message. That's almost as deep as sometimes when you're in great darkness and you think you're being buried, you're really being planted that's still that's still uno know that's, to- that's, that's I have never heard anything like that. Have been third, Abraham Lincoln is now b- bounced down to third <laughs> What? Could have been the whole sheer right there. that was a few weeks ago. It was a few weeks ago. <laughs> few weeks ago. Okay, today today we're going to totally go in a different place than I've ever gone before. Sounds like Star Trek. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about Shaul and the mistake that he made. We're going to talk about David. We're going to talk about what it means to be a leader and the responsibilities of what it means to be a leader. So this is let me turn off my phone this is what happened in Shmuel Aleph Perek Tezvob Hashem tells Shmuel Navi to tell Shoal to destroy Amalek. every man every woman every animal every child Wipe them off the face of the earth they stand for everything anti-atheist they were atheists anti-Hashem that things just happen that there's no Hashkacha practice the opposite of of what Hashem stands for. So we have a mitzvah, Timcha, Zed, Hamon. Even their memory should be just wiped out. Vayach, Shol, is Hamolik. And Shol, Smur, Hamolik. Wiped them out. Mechavila, Vayach, Heshur, Adol, Penem, and Treyim. But Yitzh, Posh, says Hagog, Malach, And he captured, Hagoga, where's his name mentioned, everyone remember? Haman, Ha-Agogi. Remember? Haman, Ha-Agogi, from Hamolik. By Agog Melech He captured him alive. And all the other people he killed. By Yachmo Amal Agog, they felt bad for him. Because this leader watched all his people get slaughtered. So Shov felt bad that, you know, for this guy who was the leader of them and on the best of the sheep and the cattle, the Hamishnim and the fatlings, the Karim and the fat sheep, and on all the good. And the Jewish nation did not want to destroy all these animals. So They did not keep what Hashem told them to do. Now, he had a good reason. He had a good rationalization. He felt bad for this guy who lost everybody, but at the same time, he made him suffer because he lost everybody. So he thought that was a good idea. He had pity on him. And two, he said like this, kill all the animals? That's baltashras. Let's take these animals, the best ones, the fat ones, all of them, and let's bring them for sacrifices to Hashem. So he totally rationalized; it made sense what he said. He said, "You're going to kill them all, and just throw them in, throw them in the garbage, throw them in the river. We have, we have, we have, we have Mizbeach. Let's take the animals, right, the polish the animals, and let's bring them up as korbanos to Hashem. Wasn't well, that a great? Take the animals of the idol worshippers... Right? What a, what a great... Mita mita. Take the, the animals of the idol worshippers... And use them to serve Hashem. Man, that's going to teach them a lesson. Wow! Take their sheep... That they're going to use for idols... And we're going to use it for Hashem. That was there. But you can't be a leader if you rationalize. You're not allowed to rationalize. If the Torah tells you something... You can't figure out, right? Near the halacha. That Esna Zoina, A prostitute makes money. Okay? She made some money. She put it in the bank. Now we understand that you can't bring that money as a government. She's a prostitute. But she does tshuva. She becomes a rebutton. Right? People do tshuva. She becomes a rebutton from... Stuff. And the money's still in the bank. And she's like, okay, I'm not a prostitute anymore. Right? So I'm it's not. So I want to use that money. I wanna I want to bring a carbon. I I wanna I wanna I wanna fix the money. I, I the money is tame. I want to make it kaddish. I want to take that money and I want to buy a carbon. A carbon katas. The carbon can forgive me. So it says, Es non zaina, like well, you cannot bring a carbon. Money from an aveira. Never, even you do tshuva, you become a tzedekista. That money, any new money you make, and you make it illegally, legally, fine. But that money, there's no. You can't make up your own rules and your own laws. You can't figure out why. That's really what Hashem meant. No, Hashem said, kill them all. And I told you to kill the animals. Don't you figure out? Well, it's better if I give you the animals. I didn't ask you for them. He made a huge mistake. Because of that mistake, he lost his malchus, whole malchus, everything. His children to get malchus, nothing. He lost everything because to be a leader, you have to follow the letter of the law. You can't rationalize. He rationalized to the point listen carefully, it's very deep you can rationalize what you're doing wrong to the point where it becomes so right that you actually think that you listen to what you were told to do listen to what happens and Hashem came to Shmuel in a Shmuel is the Navi, Shmuel is very close to Shul, they were, they were very, very close. Shmuel made Shul the king, he anointed him. He was very close to Shul. Hashem comes to Shmuel in a dream, in an avias, and he says, I regret, that I ever made this man a king. For he's turned his back from me. He didn't keep my word. But Yichal Shmuel, Shmuel became very angry by Yizak al Hashem and it brings down that, he, that, that Jews don't get in the at night, Gaim get in the at night, Jews get in the during the day. We get to, we get a daydream, they get a night dream. So why did Shmuel get why did Shmuel get right, well he slept that night, right? But why did why did Shmuel get at night? Because he was up a whole night crying that Hashem should forgive Shaol. But gave so now Shmuel is coming to meet Shaul, right? Shaul left the king alive. We all know what happened. He was a changeling. He changed him. He did. Ma- he did magic. What is that called when they uh, they do magic, like in? Uh... No, no. When they do magic, no. It looks like like le- legal magic. No, legal. Um, what is it called? Black, not black, black. Not black magic. When when you when they when they make an elephant <laughs> when they make an illusion, right? So he, he made an illusion. That he looked like an animal, and that night um, he, the king of uh, the king of Amalek and his wife, we, um, he impregnated her, and from that came the rest of Amalek, because they were the only two left alive. So Haman came from that whole, from that night. So Shaul messed up; he really messed up. But listen to what happens. But Shmuel. heard where he heard where was <laughs> going, so he wanted to meet him. Shmuel he came to Shaol. But And um Sheol says to Shmuel, you should be you should be, you should be blessed. you ready? I kept the word of Hashem. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You don't lie to the Navi. So he really believed. Because he rationalized that what he did was right, that he left the animals for the Kerbunos, that in his head he really believed, you could go that far to believe that he did the right thing. What? I don't hear you. Keeping a god alive, not killing a god. No, but also keeping the, well, if he wouldn't have kept the sheep, he was hiding as a sheep. If he wouldn't have kept the sheep alive, then the agog the wouldn't be able to hide as a sheep. If he would have killed all the sheep. He would have killed Agog because Agog was hiding as a sheep. You hear? You hear this? It's unbelievable. You can get to the point. He's going to Shmuel. He's not saying, well, Hashem said I shouldn't, but I made a decision, right? That I think this might be better. He said, no, I I kept the word. No, you didn't keep the word. You can rationalize to a point that you are doing something wrong and you can rationalize to a point where I didn't do anything wrong what people do all the time? They steal, well, it's it's it's, 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 it's money, it's uh, it's uh I don't have to pay for other people to you come over all these days. I'll I'll give it back one day. I'll give it to Sadaka. I built a building from it. But you know what Shmuel, so Shmuel said back to Shaol, I hear sheep. You're supposed to kill them, right? Well, if you uh Kept your word. I hear sheep bleeding. Right, that's what it's called bleeding when they make noise. Bleeding. B l e t i n g. T t i n g. Whatever. Bleeding. The ka Oh no, it's b l e. It's b l e a t i n g. Bleeding, making noise. The ka bakar and the sound of oxen. Asher naki What's happening? You just told me you do what you supposed to. Seems to be that the animals are alive. Brings the medrash. No, you can think of Medrish. Navi was saying, What is the Kohat sign that I hear? Right? Because how did you know it wasn't the sign of the Jews? It says in the Medrish of Esther, where Haman Hagagi went after the Jews, it says that what saved us was the sign of Yaakov, which was the little kids. So Shmuel said, "If you killed all the Amalekim, how could it be that in the Vias I hear the prayers of the Tineikeish of the in the times of Esther because of Haman, who was from Amalek?" It's a medrash, not even a So it seems to be that Shal didn't get it. When you rationalize. You don't get it. So he didn't deny it, but you yes. I uh I, I brought these from Amalek. Uh, because the people, the Jews, had pity on the on the best of the sheep and the and the action Because they wanted to bring it for Kabbalah to your God, your God. But the rest we destroyed. We just kept the real good fat animals to bring to Hashem. So we, he's answering Shmuel. He's not even saying like, well, maybe I made a mistake. I don't know. Did I make a mistake? He's like, he's like, yeah, everything's cool. Everything's great. I did what I was supposed to. Uh, I listened to the Jewish people. They wanted to give korbanos. And Shmuel says, heref, stop talking. Stop talking. Stop with this rationalization. Stop telling me that you did what you were supposed to, and, and you listened to the Jews, and you're doing a mitzvah. No, oh, no. You stop talking. Let me tell you what Hashem told me tonight. So Shol said to Shmuel, okay, what do you got to say? Shmuel said, Shmuel said, even if you're small in your own eyes Reish Shifte Yisrael Atom he's giving him crazy muster he's saying when you're the leader when you're the leader of Klai Yisrael when you're a leader in Klai Yisrael you can't be small in your own eyes because you are Reish Shifte Yisrael Atom you're the king what's this business you listened to the people and you made yourself small and you said, listen, you know I'm a, I'm a shliach I'm a messenger of the people and this is what they wanted, so I did it you blamed everyone else you didn't, you didn't own this decision you blamed everyone else, he says this is not the time to be to make yourself small, you are I made you king, you should have stepped up and told them, no, you can't bring in his kabanos, Hashem said destroy them all and God gave you a mission. And when you're given a mission in life, you got to do the mission. Don't point your fingers to everybody else. That's a problem today. Nobody owns their stuff. Nobody owns... I got to tell you, want to hear a crazy story? I hope this kid's listening. So last night... It's a crazy story. I, I wasn't sure I wanted to say this story, but I see that I have to say the story. Last night... Whatever, I was involved in a very big shoulder situation. I didn't finish the situation till 130. So at 130, there's no Landau's Myrov. So I gotta go to Bottle Park. So I catch the quarter to two Shermoshaba's Myrov. Okay? So quarter to two I finished my I, I down my I, I, You're not gonna believe this story? Hashem is my witness, I am telling you one. Hundred percent the truth. Okay? So and I hope this kid's listening. So at two o'clock, I'm on my way home, I'm starving. Starving. So I go past eighteenth Avenue, and of course Goldberg's on eighteenth and fifty, whatever, is open twenty-four hours. I buy a hard peach, I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna buy that. Fine. I go into the store. There's these two yeshiva guys standing outside my car. Okay. Hi Rabbi Wallerstein. Oh, Shem What are you guys doing up at 2 o'clock in the morning? Okay, whatever. Not my business. Not my business. They are by my They are by Goldberg's. So, I go into Goldberg's, and this yeshiva boy comes over to me. He says, Wallerstein, I talked to you for 2 minutes. It's 2.05, 2.10 in the morning. Okay. Okay. Whatever. I was, uh, I don't know where he was going. He's like, he says, well, here's my situation. I was, um, driving a few months ago, um, I was going to Canada, and I was speeding, and, uh, I got pulled over, and he gave me like a couple of tickets. of speeding, endangerment, over the white line, whatever. I'm like, well, where's he going with this, right? He says, and, and it's my first year driving, and I didn't know that my first year, when you first year driving, so it's double points, Couple, I never heard that, but whatever. The first year that you drive, right? So it's a double points, double penalty, double everything. Okay, well, he says, and um, I, I it going to take away my license. So I hired this guy for $500. And he got it all the way down to like two points instead of losing my license. Right? like, okay. He says, but you don't understand, Rabbi Wallstein. I don't have the $500. Think okay. got followed me into Goldbergs. I'm like... You hear I'm like he didn't, pay him yet. he didn't pay the guy the lawyer yet. He didn't pay the lawyer, but he got the points taken care of. Him. He didn't pay the lawyer yet. He says, I mean a Shiva guy, my parents don't have money, I don't have any money. I put together a hundred dollars. Um, maybe you can help me you know pay this lawyer. He said, "Excuse me." <laughs> he said, um, maybe you can help me, maybe you can give me some money to help pay the lawyer." I said, "Who got the ticket, me or you?" He says, "I got the ticket." I'm like, "So why should I pay for your ticket? Why would I pay for your ticket?" He says, "Because it's, it's, it's din of chesed. I, I I don't have the I don't have the money. I'm sitting and learning. I don't have the money. I don't have money to buy food. Why wouldn't you help me?" I said, "Cause you got to own your own stuff, man. I wasn't speeding." I didn't hire the lawyer. You were speeding. you got to own your own stuff. It's enough. So he's looking at me like in shock. He's like, right, Wallstein must be, you know, it must be a big bachasad, right? So I said, I'll tell you what you should do. I said, you should tutor kids. So at the same time, you're helping the kid, you'll get paid, and you will pay back the lawyer, because otherwise he's going to come after you, and you will not speed again. But if I pay your ticket, you're going to speed again. He goes, I can't believe you're not helping me. (laughs) He says to me, I said, well, I have to tell you the truth. If you were my son, if you were my son, I would not be helping you. I would tell my son, you got the speeding ticket. You got the lawyer. Go tutor. He said, I don't, I'm don't. i not who you think I am. My father was in the 112th Airborne Division, United States Army. I wasn't brought up that someone else owns your stuff. You own your stuff. You pack your backpack. You clean your rifle. Not the guy next to you. You own your stuff. So I am not going to give you a quarter. He was like in total shock. So he says, okay, how much would you pay me to learn with you? (laughs) He's listening. I promise this is how it went down. Now, I'm not changing a word. I said, no, it's how much would you pay me to learn with you? And I'm not going to learn with you. And he walks out with his friend, shaking his head. He did not understand why I didn't give him $100 or $200. He did not understand. Because we live in a generation where nobody owns their stuff. You do what you want. Everyone else has to take care of you. It's everyone else's fault. I was like, just having at 2.15 a.m. It's not normal. (laughs) It's like, I should pay you a ticket? And he was upset. Like, you preach chesed and you're not giving me money. And I'm sure he's listening to this year. And you should be ashamed of yourself. And you should own your own stuff. Totally nuts. I'm like, where's this world going to? So, Shmuel told Shaul, if you're the king, you gotta own your own stuff, man. You can't blame Kla Yisrael, that they said we should give the sheep and you felt bad for them and therefore you did it. Shmuel said, Hashem said, what you should do don't blame Israel. you messed up and that's what he says why didn't you listen to Hashem and you 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 flew upon you held up the, the spoils and you and you 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 did something really wrong in the eyes of Hashem he said, I did what I was supposed to Why are you saying that? I, I went after them. I wiped them out. And the people took the sheep. It was, he doesn't get it. Shaul doesn't get it. He's answering Shmuel. He says... I don't know what you want from me. I did what I was supposed to. I killed them all. And then the people, the people, the people, the people, the people took the sheep, right? So Shmuel finally answered him. He said, what are you thinking? Did, did Hashem ask you for karbonos from these animals? What, what, what are you talking about? What do you keep answering me for? He finally got it. And he said to him, Ma'ashtas d'var Hashem, you rejected the words of God, and Hashem is rejecting you from being king. I broke Hashem's word and your word, because I feared the people? The Eshma He said, "My mistake is that I listened to the people and I feared the people. I wanted to be. I wanted them to like me. I want. I wanted to be the favorite. So I didn't listen to Hashem. I listened to the people. I was weak. And a lot of people today, leaders, are scared to say what they really want to say because they're going to put them on YouTube and on the internet, and they're going to." badmouth him and he wants everyone to like him right because I want the people to like me so I'm going to say what they want to hear and I'm not going to say what I really feel about what's going on in the world and all the things that we should be protesting that we're not protesting because God forbid if I say it then they're going to have me on the this, this scene and that scene and they're going to cancel my appointment like with Zumba and this shul is going to say no and that shul is going to say no and you have to be worried because God forbid you're going to say something that the, the gays are not going to like and this one's not going to like and that one's not going to like right and Shmuel said are you a leader? are you a Rebbe? are you a leader? do you have a following? then get up and stop being scared of the people and say what you have to say or else you're not going to be a leader anymore this is what happened he lost the malchus so he said to he, 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 he admitted what he did wrong and he turns to Shemuel and he says so please forgive me let's go back and let's bow down to Hashem, and I, I want to do tshuva. Sorry, uh, sorry, you don't have what it takes to be a leader. I'm not going back with you. For you have rejected the word of Hashem, and Hashem has rejected you forever for being king of Yisrael. Shmuel turned to leave. It was it, that's it. You took that position, you let Hashem down, you didn't stand up, you let the people run your opinion, your opinion was run by the people, not by what was right, it's done, you lost it, I'm not going back with you. So he turned to leave, and Shoal grabbed onto Shmuel's, the, 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 what is this called, the, the lapel of, of Shmuel to hold him back. And it ripped. But of Shmuel and Shmuel said to him, God just tore away the your, the kingdom from you, son of he has given it to your fellow who is better than you. And it says that he never saw him again. Shmuel never. um He didn't die the next day. Yeah, he did say that. He said you're gonna die. Well the out of Shmuel did not see Shol until the die he didn't go to Shol. Shol went to him until the day he died. Because Shmuel mourned for Shol. They were very close. But Hashem repented that he ever made Shol a king on Chai Yisrael. Because you can't, if you have a mission, don't worry what the people think of you. It doesn't matter. Listen to the Dvar Hashem and go in the way of Hashem. I have to listen to this because sometimes I don't say things even though I really b- want to say things because I'm scared if I say it, oh my God, they're gonna, it's gonna I'm going to have another Zumba on my hands. I don't want to get involved with it, right? But it's wrong. It's wrong. If you're a leader, you got to stand mm-hmm. up. All right. Why did Shalom kill him the, the next morning? He, uh, killed him. Shmuel killed Agagi. She escaped. He took her. He took him and killed him, but he didn't. Now, that's Shmuel. Now let's look at David, the exact opposite. Okay. And I I, I said a Vart this week, which is so important. It's so important. You have to take this into um into uh. In I said it over in a seminary. There's such a lesson here to be learned. It's unbelievable. Listen to what happens. And then we'll learn the, we'll learn the, some, some, some medrash on this. Okay. Hashem said to Shmuel, get over it. I must Atamus Babel Shul. i I'll, Stop crying about Shul. I rejected him. It's not happening. He's not gonna be king. You can sit and cry all night long. You can cry and cry. It's over. He didn't stand up when he's supposed to. He doesn't have what it takes. He lets the people control what he does. Instead of listening to me, he doesn't have what it takes. So stop it. Fill up your, 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 your chauffeur of your, 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 your thing of oil, right? Um, your horn with oil. And we're gonna now go get the next king. Go to Yeshai. Because you will see that one of his children will become the new king. So Hashem is sending Shmuel to Yishai to anoint the new melech. Uh, that is what's it called? Um, rebellion against the king. If, if Shaul hears that he went to anoint another king while he's king, Shmuel says he's going to kill me. You can't do that. You can't. Right now, Shaul still the king. Right? So while he's a king, he can't anoint another king. So he says to Hashem, E he's gonna kill me. But Yem Hashem, Hashem said to him, Don't worry, take a carbon with you. And this is very interesting. Okay? Hashem told him how to camouflage, had a fool Shaol. He's telling Hashem what am I going to do? I'm going to go to Yishai tell him I'm anointing a king the people are going to hear it they're going to go back to Shal he anointed another king Shal is going to kill me and Shal said, we're going to we're going to do a little uh, spy work here we're going to do it in a, a, we're going to trick him wait a second. the smaller already told Shaul that Hashem rejected him the yeah but that, from him from him he's still the king until he dies he's a king what, you lost the kingdom What of those words mean Hashem rejected you he... that, that's it you're done it stops with you for your children, those, those children, your children, not you. He's the king. You can't take the mom. Mal- you can't take the kingdom away from him. He rejected you, meaning his children. David mal- became, became the mal- after Shul got killed by the P'lishtim. You can't have two kings at one time. Oh, so rejected his right. you rejected know, Right. From you, your kingdom is over. Oh, it's over. So now, so but you can't go around making a new king while this king's alive. So Shmuel said to Hashem. He's gonna find out about this, he's gonna kill me. So Hashem said, okay, we're gonna do a little, little, uh, what's the word I wanna use? Camouflage. a little, we're gonna, we're gonna do it without him knowing. What we're gonna do? Take, um uh, 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 what's it called? A a, a, a veal, a, a young cow. When you get there to Yishai, tell the people, why are you here? He's a Navi. Why are you here? We're coming to, uh, bring a carbon. Invite Yishai to the sacrifice. And I will tell you what to do at that point. I will tell you the which one of his sons, right? So it looks like it was Rishkhoedish, he's gonna come. It wasn't but that Shmuel is coming to Yishai's house to bring a carver. Okay? None of the people are gonna ask a question. So it's interesting what Hashem did here. He, he's Hashem, he could have said, if Sheol messes with you, he'll die. Not, he's, he was still the king. So we have to do this in a... Uh, there's a word I want to use. Yeah, subtle. subtle. but even deeper than that. Respectful. In a... In a uh, what's the word that they use it's in spy, spy stuff? It's what? It's no, what's a different it's a word. No. It's it doesn't matter. You, you get the idea, okay? So, And everybody got nervous. And everybody got nervous. Uh, are you coming in peace? Like, why is the navi coming to our town? What did we do? What do we do? No, he said, no problem. Shalom, I came in peace. I want to bring a carpet. it's got, Okay, so he invited them. So listen to this, boys. This is so major league. Okay, so now Yishai comes with his family. Like, when they get, when they come, the oldest son of Yishai was Eliyav he was very tall he was very strong he was a warrior and he was very beautiful looking so Shmuel said "Ah, ach surely this is the one that Hashem wants me to anoint because the Jewish king Shaul was also very tall, very strong, very good looking he has to have a presence so he was sure that this was the one that would have a presence. Now listen to this passage. Now God is talking to the Navi. And Hashem said to Shemuel, Al do not look upon his good looks. Don't look at how tall he is. Right? Kimi tihu. for I have rejected him. Kilo Adam. For it is not what a man sees that makes a man. A human being can only see with his eyes. But Hashem says, but I can see the person's heart. So, Hashem is telling Shmuel, the problem with humans is they judge other person, other people, by what they see, instead of looking into their hearts. This, this is my 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 school. My how you how you deal with kiryvachokim is that you don't. What you see—a short skirt and a tattoo and, and a piercing—that is not the person. The person is the person's heart. And Hashem is telling Shmuel, don't be fooled, don't be fooled by what human beings do because they always look with their eyes you have to look into a person's heart I want to repeat something that Ronnie Greenwald all of shalom, told me when I first hired him as dean of my school Ronnie Greenwald all of shalom, he passed away this year was a tzaddik was the Rosh Hashiva the Garal Hadar in dealing with kids was the in dealing with kids so, we, so I had a school of kids that are going through very hard times and we're thrown out of, every one of them was thrown out of a different school Every girl in my school was thrown out of... Some of them are like, nine schools. How many schools have you thrown out? Seven schools. How many schools have you got? Twelve schools, right? Only one school. Ah! Oh, she's the best. Only so like got thrown out of one school. Yeah, but I was, I was in sixth grade. I've been out of school for like nine years. Okay, right? Okay. So everybody in my school was thrown out. Everybody. So even half, half the teachers in my school were also thrown out as kids when they, were, when they were kids, right? So to be a teacher, you have to be thrown out, right? That's it. One man's garbage... Is another man's treasure. Every every school's garbage they threw out, they think it was garbage. That's my treasure. That's my treasure. Every one of those girls, that's my treasure. They threw them out because they thought they were garbage. Anyway, so he told me his story. He said that there was a girl that was thrown out, she was 15 and a half years old, and he went to fight for her to get her back into school. He always was. So he comes to the Rebitson, who threw her out, and she sits down, Rabbi Greenwald, and she sits down, and he says. I have to ask you a question sure she goes if a Bobby a grandmother came into your school right? whatever grandchild would you ever throw her out of your school she said what do I look like a witch like would throw a Bobby who throws a Bobby out of school I said, well you threw a Bobby out of school I never threw a Bobby out of school she said no you just threw a Bobby out of school I said, what are you talking about he said, Sarla, the 15-year-old? One day she's going to be a mommy, and one day she's going to be a Bobby. You just threw a Bobby out of school. is mm-hmm. not 15 and a half years old. Sorla is 80 years old with grandchildren, and you just threw her out of school. He was able not to look at what the person is now, but at what the person will become. Kodesh Baruch over here was telling Shmuel, you ready to go anoint this guy because he's tall and he's good looking and he's a warrior? He's no good. And the Medrash says, why did Hashem say that? Why was he no good? Why Taka wasn't he picked? Because later on you'll see when David HaMelech goes up against Goliath and his older brother is there and he says to David HaMelech, What are you doing here? Who asked you to be here? You're a shepherd. You're working for the family. If you're here, you're not watching the sheep. And he lost his temper. And Hashem said, No leader of my nation can have a temper. So he said to Shmuel, You are not looking at his midos. You're looking at what he looks like. You need to look at the person's midos. Which brings me to another story that happened this week. I was very busy this week. I haven't slept much. It was a shidduch situation, whatever. I'm not going to get into it. And the boy... Never in my life was someone so much to me at a meeting. This guy was totally out of control. And, you know, I told the girl that, you know... I, I, you know, if it was my daughter, this is over, and I have. That's how I have to treat every girl. This was, was my daughter. Working? What? He was a locator, or he was like no, no, no. Uh, Shit, a older guy. Uh, he just ah. Uh, I, I met with the two of them because whatever we, they were at an impasse. Whatever, and I was like. So when I called her in the room, I'm like, eh. I'm like, I'm sorry to do this to you because you spent a lot of time and investment in this. But if if you were my daughter there's no way that you're going, there's another minute that you're going to be with this guy. I'll break it up right now and I have to treat you like my daughter. And I might be wrong and you can walk out here and get married and I'll come to the wedding. I'll put him on my shoulders and I'll dance. I have no problem with that. I'm not into that my decision is it. But after 120 years, i is going to say like, hello? <laughs> I made these things come out of the guy's mouth so that you would break it up and... Like, why, you know, why don't you treat it like your own daughter? So they're all like, I, that's how I treat kids. Anyone in this room, you're my son. You ask me a question. Whatever I would do for my son, I don't have a son, but if I had a son, I know what I would tell him. That's what I'm going to tell you. You could like it, you could not like it. I don't want to burn after 120 years that I didn't treat Hashem's children like my own. So that's how I, that, that's how I deal with it. So she was fighting me. Because she really came, not she, she really came so that I would say Yes. She didn't come to get my real opinion. She wanted my yes. And now I said no! So she's fighting me. And I said to her, if you told me he's not learning, if you told me he doesn't go to Minion, if you told me he talks by davening, it's, it's not the end of the world because we can get a guy to learn. We can get a guy to stop talking by davening. And we can get a guy to work and make a living. But to change a Mida? It's the hardest thing to change. It, 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 it's like changing a world. I'm like I cannot sit here and say that a guy that talked that way to me I can change his mida, so I I can't help you. That's it. I'm like no, what she does it's up to her. It doesn't matter. But a midah? so his midah was a temper. So Hashem said, Ki Adam, never forget this. Adam. Hashem says, I don't look at a person the way another person looks at a 15-year-old girl and I'm throwing her out. I don't look that way. Because a human being only looks at another person with his eyes. But I look at a person in his heart. Okay? So it's not him. It's not Eliyav. So he brings a second kid. He brings the second boy. Shmuel says, nope, this is not the guy, so he brings his third son, Shama, what kind of name that was, that was his name, and he says, no, he brings three, four, five, six, seven, all seven boys, and no, that's it, you don't got any more kids? Because he knew that it was one of Yishai's kids and each kid he looked at, Hashem told him no. So what's going on over here? I, is it over? But Yom no. There's a little guy. He's out there, he's a shepherd. He says, bring him because I'm not leaving here until I, until I see him. And they brought him, but who had my knee? He was a redhead. We'll see why, 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 why are you telling me that for a I asked him what color hair he has, like, who cares, he was a redhead? He was a redhead with beautiful eyes. The toiv roi, and he was very good looking. Beautiful appearance. Hashem said to Shmuel, anoint him, he's the one. And he anointed him. What? It didn't get back to show. Because this just happened in the family. Like he came. No, there was no one else there. He came. He brought a carbon in the house. He brought a carbon, and that was it. Okay, now. What was, that the story was did it about? To- okay, so we're going we're gonna to learn why. So why would he hide him? And why do he tell me he's redhead? He's good looking. What do I need to know this for? Right? Why he had very beautiful eyes? And the answer is that he was born under Mars. Mars is the red planet anyone born under Mars in that in horoscope that scope time is a killer is a, is, a, is a blood thirsty guy so it brings down the Gemara that those people they, uh, they become the miles they become the sheikhets they deal with blood right? so when he saw David who was a redhead he thought how could he be... He's like Aesop. Aesop the only other red, haired guy in the Tyro was Aesop. So He became very scared that he's born under Mars. He's a killer. But Aesop had very mean eyes. And the people who are born under Mars who have those killer instincts don't have very beautiful, pretty, nice, blue eyes, sweet eyes. So he first said, oh my gosh, he's an admaini, he's a redhead. But then he said, oh, but he's very good looking and he has very beautiful eyes. Now, it says there was never a pair of eyes created in the world like David Amalek's eyes, the Medrash says. When he looked at something good, he made it sort of shine. When he looked at someone bad, they would be, they would get leprosy just by looking at them. He had every color, he had every single color in the world, in his eyes. And the Kavayasha says, in his eyes it said like, Yudke Vavke. So you couldn't look into his eyes. He had some crazy eyes, I don't know. I don't know. No, that was a different story. That wasn't in the eyes. He just, yeah, he, he did, he did burn them. He burned them up. But then he came out the second time, and he was running for Shabbos, and he said, ah, oh, I understand now that you could take things of this earth and make them holy okay, so listen carefully so he says people who have pity on, on bad people they end up, they end up becoming on, on Rachmanim okay, so it says like this Hashem said I feel bad that I made Shol king so he asks what do you mean you what do you mean you feel bad you made him king you knew your Hashem you knew what he was going to do so what do you mean you feel bad you don't feel bad on something that you knew what was going to happen and you let it happen so the major asked this question and this is very important for all of us even though Hashem knows what's going to even though Hashem knows what's going to happen you still have the the to choose what's going to happen. The only reason Hashem knows what's going to happen is because it happened because He lives in a place of no time. Okay, so this is a raya. This is a riot to that. Now, what I said before, with Derek is shira Shmuel saw the vora gzeres haman. He saw the gzeres haman. Chol kolat inikos olifnei amakam. because it says in the other midrash that the children's voices sounded like bleeding sheep. So Shmuel said, "How could there? How could klai be children be crying because of Haman? If you killed Amalek, there's no Haman." And he says the following, and this is a very important lesson. Because of Shaw, what he did, the Malchus stopped. Why? Because he admitted, he couldn't be the correct leader. Why? If you don't have self-esteem, this is all in the Torah. This is, you don't need psychology. This is all in the Torah. He says like this if in your own eyes you don't have self-esteem you cannot be the head of a nation or a leader if you don't have self-esteem so Hashem said you're listening to the people you're not in command that you're the king a person with low self-esteem cannot be in a leadership role therefore I am taking it away from you and your children a king cannot be scared of the public opinion a leader cannot be scared of public opinion you got to get up and say what's going on otherwise you're going to lose your position the king has to tell the truth he says but later on you'll see we don't have time tonight the we'll look at it next week. In 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 um in he writes in Tehillim straight up that he sinned. He doesn't hide it. He puts it out in Tehillim that he sinned. And he talks about it. And in and we'll learn it next week. He was big enough to say I sinned. Shaw give me a sitter. Give me a sitter for a second. With Tehillim a minute. Shaw got up and said, I didn't sin. I listened to the people. And they wanted to bring Korbanos. That's why he lost his leadership. Dona Malek said, I own my stuff. He wasn't even a Marine. I own my stuff. Shaw said, I don't own my stuff. It happened because it's their fault. It okay. Malik, said, what? It was shown by Marshall to It was shown in a different way. What do you mean? He, he gave him a mustache uh he came to the and I got we gave was him was is, what's a mustache is He did they give it yeah yeah but i want to say what he what dabba said dabba mells not so and not where are you need a charger Mhm and gave him a dog he gave him a mustache went to see Where does he say? Where does he say? I think it's in the Memes. I what? I think it's Nunalev. Nunalev? Yeah. Let's see if you're right. We you have to buy a bag with Etshet. Yeah. Shgoach. <laughs> it's only because you're sitting next to where Alexander used to sit. La latsheach mizmal adavid. B'voi elav nosten a Kashabah vashabah, right? The nothing and navi came, he gave him washer. Mechei pasha'i, please forgive me. Herev kamsaini mi'ayvi, wash my sins away. Mechatasi ta'reni. Kipashaya ani ada. I know my sin. I own my stuff. Mechatasi negdi tamid. And my sin is always in front of my eyes. I don't run away from it. I don't blame my mother, my Rebbe, my, 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 where I am. It's not my fault. Melech was a Melech. And he said, I own, keep a shy, I need chatasi, Right? And, and, and my sin is in front of me. I alone sinned. Nobody else. No people caused this. It's not because of the people, it's not because of someone else, Thorah said. It's my, it's my stuff. And I did bad in your eyes. It's He owned it. It's And he asked for forgiveness. And he was forgiven. It's a that's the difference and, and, and Shaul, no, that's the difference he, he first said, it's me, it's me it's nobody else, it's not my therapist, it's not my mother she didn't do this, my father didn't look at me I didn't have enough time and this and that Rebbe and he was the favoritism and the yeshiva and the system the system, the system, it's the system's fault it's that system's fault, it's the system, the system did it to me <laughs> Shaul said that it's not my fault the people came to me. I was scared of them. I wanted to be nice. Bye-bye, said Shmuel. Bye-bye. Don <laughs> no, Amel said, Me, Levachor, I did it. My fault. I own it. I own my stuff. I should go pay for the guy's ticket. If he got a ticket. I should pay for it. Sugar enough. Sugar up This generation. They're nuts. I should pay his ticket. Why? Why should I pay your ticket? Well because it's tzedakah so if I want to give tzedakah I'll give someone who's hungry to pay for your tickets. you should have points maybe your shouldn't drive <laughs> I don't know how fast he was going it's no we don't have time it's already an hour but then you understand the rest of the story how David HaMelech went up against Goliath he owned his stuff he didn't he didn't depend on anyone else he only depended on Hashem. He owned his stuff. He wasn't scared of no giant. He wasn't scared of anyone. Shol was scared of his own people who said, you have to bring in those karbonos. So he was scared to start up with them, to be you know, public, to be accepted. So Amalek wasn't scared of nothing. Because he was only scared of Hashem. And that's it. I own my stuff. If I did something wrong to you, Hashem, I want forgiveness. And he was forgiven. Shol was not forgiven. Thank you for the uh, new knowledge. Appreciate it. I'm getting excited. I've been this excited in like 20 years. All right, let's go on, and then we'll end. We go on. Did Isha not produce other knowledge based on his looks, the fact that he was Did he didn't appear to be? No, you don't know the story. When he, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story. The story is like this. Let's go read the story from inside. They thought he was born for another email uh, you think he's killed his own son. Okay, but Yama Hashem al Shmuel. Shmuel Hashem said to Shmuel, Al don't 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 Shem said, Don't look what he looks like. People look by their eyes and I look by the heart. So he says like this. So Taka, why why wasn't he hugging Lamalchus? What what was wrong? Right? Um, so he says the following. He says... He had, a, he had an anger problem. Anyone who has a temper problem, even if he's big, he'll end up coming down. Okay, so that was his... He also had the meat of Kinnah. He was jealous. This, this um, oldest brother. Okay, then... Like this. This is interesting also, boys. Um, God doesn't make a person great at who until God checks him out. God doesn't make you great until he checks you out with little small details. It's the small stuff that Hashem looks at, not the big stuff. Two people, Hashem, looked at the, the little things that they did, and they became great. Who are they? Moshe and David. David David was a shepherd. He was and Nefesh to watch them when the lion and the bear came. He wasn't scared, and he killed them. And he also um, he also took the sheep out of the bear's mouth or the lion's mouth. And he was very careful. He took the sheep to the desert so that because the desert doesn't belong to anyone, is in a midbar, so nobody would steal. And Hashem said he's honest, and he's very he's very trustworthy. That's what I want. Um, that's what I want. What's it called? But this is very interesting. He says also that David, and this is a very important lesson for us in Chinuch. David David would would put different sheep in different pens. He would take the baby sheep. And he would give them to eat just the tops of the plants that are very, very soft because they were little babies. The little, the sheep that were a little older, he would give them the middle of the straw, of the, of the plant. The ready ones that were older, the stem, which is harder to eat. A person who treats each sheep differently because the young can't eat the don't eat the hard and the, the older ones don't eat so he was very sensitive to each age of the sheep to what to feed them so Hashem said a leader has to understand that not everyone that, that's following that, that he's a leader of is the same so one kid you gotta learn a little bit easier one kid you gotta learn a little bit harder you gotta know right each kid has to be taught separately so because he gave each sheep different to eat he didn't just say okay all of them gays you know what the young one's too bad you're going to have to try to figure out how to eat the straw Hashem said a person like that I want him to be a leader little things little things okay now interesting he was like Yosef he used to tell his father that one day I am going to Kill the Plishtim, and I'm going to kill the giant called Goliath And I'm going to build the base on Megdash. And his father used to think that he's also like Yosef Atzadik making up stories, same, the same deal. Now, that's why he says, <laughs> He went to the desert, they, 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 he was, he was excommunicated from his, uh, from his family. So, so he says like this, he was an Admaini, Where does it say about his eyes? Where does it say about his eyes that when he looked at the fey nayim, Uh No, worse than that, I'll tell you in a minute. And, we'll, and with that... Is a toivayin. I don't know. It's it's, it's definitely in a medrash. I saw it. I underlined it somewhere here. But anyway, that he had these crazy eyes. He had unbelievable eyes. He had unbelievable eyes. Maybe it's in there. No, it's not in there. Okay. Anyway, So I just, I'll tell you that, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll talk. Maybe Mitzvah Shem next week. We'll talk more about. We'll talk about the whole thing with um, with Goliath. Show me the. He was very good right. Right. right, he wasn't like Esav who was red, but Esav had bad, had an iron raw. And he had 400 men with him, right? But he was toivei naim. He was scared that he was like Esav. But I don't know where I saw about his eyes. His eyes. His eyes. His eyes. Where does it say about his eyes? No, no. It says that he. he, he, If you looked at him, he gave him teras. Oh, it says. I know where it says it. When he went up against Goliath. Here, says I'll say where it says it. If I if I say it, I saw it. Is it, it says it by Goliath With the stones uh-huh. I saw it somewhere here Okay, Anyway, why was he um Oh, here listen to this It's, it's a Zayar. David's eyes were made out of every color There was never an eye in the world That was as beautiful as David's All the colors of the world Were in his eyes When he was mistaken, when he looked at a tzaddik he was ha- he made him happy. When he would look at a Russia, he would cause the Russia to have all kinds of leprosy. When he looked at Goliath, Goliath got leprosy on his head, on his forehead. But he had- that's what- that, that's where his eyes. Anyway. So what happened was like this. What happened was like this. There was a big machlaikis in Clias about the Moav and, and if you if a Jewish if a Moav girl can become Jewish, Rus became Jewish, but Boaz was the one who passed it, and they didn't really agree. Yishai had seven sons. Yishai came from Rus, right? So they the, a lot of the Jews felt that Yishai was illegal because if they would ever pass in the other way, then Rus wasn't allowed to become a Geirus. She wasn't allowed to be right. So Yishai is a apostle person. He's not. He's not kosher. So his seven kids were not kosher. But there is a way to kosher, right? To have For Yishai to have a kosher kid. How? If he marries a maidservant, a non-Jewish maidservant, right? He marries a non-Jewish maidservant and she becomes free, she gets to get getmishuk, she becomes free, so now her child becomes what she is and that child is now legitimate to marry into klaistro So they came up with this whole idea and they said to him, listen, Yishai, he never sinned. You didn't sin, but you may, it may come out one day that you're apostle and all your kids are apostles. Don't you want to have a kosher kid? So marry your shivcha, and that kid will be kosher. So he separated from his wife, separated, and he made up, okay, I'll marry the shivcha. Now, his wife was a tzedekah, so she knew that Yishai never did a sin in his life. He's very holy. So she said, there's no way I'm going to let my husband be with a shivcha. So she paid the shivcha, and that night, like Rachavaleya, she switched. And Yishai was, with, was really with his wife, but he didn't know. He thought he was with the maidservant. Okay? Amen. What happens? His wife becomes pregnant. Now, how could his wife become pregnant? They're separated. He never divorced. her. So they're separated. She comes pregnant. Must be she committed adultery. How else would she become pregnant? So the child is a momser. If someone's married to someone and the woman becomes pregnant, the child's a momser. Not only... Not only did they think that Dubbin was a mamzer, but they were all tall and dark. This kid's born short and red. So like, it had to be a different father. So they took him and they, didn't, they didn't, we didn't want the family to be embarrassed. So no one even knew about her pregnancy. She gave birth in the desert quietly and they just left him there. He was the illegitimate mamzer child that they didn't. They didn't want anyone in Kli to know about. And he grew up in the desert, and he was known as the Mamzer in the desert. And not only that, he was next to Beis Lechem. And anytime something was stolen in Beis they would say that that guy, that kid, in the, that that guy out there, the Mamzer, he stole it. And it says that David Melech would pay for it, even though he didn't steal it. That's how he was. So there was no way that Yishai would show Shmuel that for this kid, who he thought was a Mamzer. Could be a king that Hashem would, so He never showed him. He hit him, and, and when he came, Shmuel came. He said, "Do you have another kid?" He said, "There's one out in the desert." He said, "Let me see him." When he looked at him, he said, "There was a switch here. This is not a mom. So your wife got pregnant from you. He's kosher. He's going to be the next king, and that's why he. That's why he hit him. So we see, and 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 going into going into Shavu, this is the lesson." The less the lesson why we read Rus and David Melach and everything we see, that when it comes to Kabbalah's HaTayra, it's always in someone very small, from a very far away place. Not the one who you think of. the big one, the one that Shmuel said, right? It's Harsinai a small little mountain, almost just a sand dune, not the big mountains. Moshe Rabenu, who said the eight of the ten who couldn't even speak. He ended up to be the one that said eight of the ten commandments. The Dover who came from a place that he was thrown into the desert and left there thinking that he was an illegitimate child. From Rus, who was a Giyariz, comes Dover HaMelech, not from a Jewish girl, not from a Beis Yaakov girl, but from a place that Nobody would expect any greatness. Rus came from Lot and his daughters on a mountain, right? His own daughters from a place that really nobody would ever expect anything to happen. And what Hashem is teaching us is that you're never too small and you're never so dysfunctional or come from such a bad place that I can't make you great. So all these people. So when you come to be makabal the Torah on and, and you're not a tamachachim, and you don't have such a good head, and you don't have such a good memory, and you're like, I can't do this, who am I? You look at Dov and Amelech, look at Ruth. look where she came from, look where he came from, from nowhere, from nothing, look where the Torah was given on a, on a, on a, on a, on, a, on a, what's it called, on a, on a Harsinite, even though I did see a Medrash that says very clearly that the Torah has to be given, the, the, this is the Medrash says, the Medrash says that Hashem took Har HaMaria, where the Akedas Yitzhak is where the Besam Begdash is and he put it underneath um, Har Sinai and he gave the Torah on Har Sinai that was on top of Har HaMaria. so if, if the reason that you, you wanted to use the smallest one right? why would you do that? So I saw the Medrash says Medrash Rabbah Har HaMaria was underneath Har Sinai so they asked the question why did Har HaMaria have to be here? and the answer is to teach us the Torah has to come with Messiahs Nefesh. Haro Maria is the greatest example of Messiahs Nefesh. which was the greatest Messiahs Nefesh that Avraham Avinu could do. The Torah given on Har Sinai. The only way you can you can own Torah is if you're willing to sacrifice yourself for the Torah. So therefore, Haro Maria. The basis of is and 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 that's maybe why I don't. I, I, everyone tells me that Shuous night, my father was shown, was always in Israel on Shuous. For some reason, Shuous night is the busiest time at the Kodesh. It is so packed. It is more packed than our Rabbah. So I said, I don't understand. What does the Kodesh have to do with Kabbalah? Torah was out. We should all go to Sinai Desert. There's a mountain there with the stick with with the stones that have. The, the little bushes in it. Every time you break a stone, it has a picture of the snare. Why, why are we celebrating by, by, by the Kosel? It has nothing to do with the Kosel. The kosal is based on Megdash. Harsinai was out in the desert. But when I saw the Medrash, now I understand. Haromaria, Maria, where everybody is by the Koisel, was under Harsinai when we got to Torah, Because Haro Maria stands for the Nefesh. We should all be zoicha to see Harsinai and Haro Maria together with the building of the base, the meters have a very good and healthy answer. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com.